Welcome to the new norm. It's, it's what God is doing all over the world, particularly with his church. He is causing a newness to come to us, a new way of doing things, a new way of seeing things, a new activity in our lives. Actually, this disease uncovered our weaknesses. Some say it was the worst year of their lives. I beg to differ with you. I believe this is one of the greatest years of the life of the church when the Lord actually is turning us around and, and putting us in the right direction and causing us to be everything that we need to be and establishing in our lives the new norms that please him. And we understand that miracles are happening. It's amazing when you hear people talk about God's intervention in their life. Not only new miracles, but it's amazing how God's changing our lifestyle, our habits. And one of them that he has his hand on. And I think if you will just be honest with me today, you would say, yeah, God's dealing with me about the same. And that is the new norm in the kingdom of God is prayer. Not just any prayer, but prayer that touches the throne of God and prayer that changes things. And right now, while we have been in the midst of this change in our whole country, in the midst of unrest, political, racial, gender, now ideologies are coming to the surface and there is a difference between righteousness and unrighteousness and the church is having to decide which one is theirs. The norms that we enjoyed a year ago, two years ago, are changing. And you know, beloved, the world we were born into is not the world we live in today. And it will not be. And so it behooves us as the body of Christ to know how to respond to God and to do what is pleasing to him and to accept that God, God is making a demand on those of us who belong to him because he wants change to come to our world. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is manifesting and those of us who understand the Lord and his kingdom, we are the ones through whom it must manifest. And I want you to take note, I want you to open your heart, open your heart to the normals, the new normals that God is bringing into our lives. Like you, I, I enjoyed the testimony too. That's just a, a small, just a small degree of all the wonderful things that God is doing in the midst of what it appears to be as a, a, a pandemic, calamity, a catastrophe, even the loss of life. God is still working in, a, in an incredible way. And I want us to look at the scriptures today as we pray. I want us to look at the scripture and ask the Lord that he would allow you to take part of what he's doing in what he's doing. That you and I would be in the very heart of the activity of heaven. So Lord, why don't we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray all of those who are hearing me today, watching me today, listening today, Father, 
that you would open your word to them in such a way that it draws them into the heart of your will. That, Father, you would answer their deepest desire. That you will heal their deepest hurt. That you will fix their brokenness. I pray today that your word would be the pathway to your presence. I thank you for it. I praise you for your word having room in our hearts that we might live it out. Thank you for your anointing today. In Jesus' name, and amen. And my friend, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. I, I was thinking about this increase of prayer. I don't know about you, but there's been a, a, a heavier demand on my life to pray. I, I wonder if that's the case for you. Those of you that are online with us, would you put in the chat box, heavier demand on me? Yeah, I, if, if that's your case, if that's your situation. It's, it's like um, you feel the need to be before God. You feel the need to spend time, and not only just time, but more time before the Lord. And prayer is at the very center of what God is doing. And I want to I want to encourage every single one of you today. I want to take you to the scripture. And I want you to be reminded that, that in the scripture, in the book of Luke, it's kind of amazing. In Luke's book, he gives us three revelations of intercession and prayer in the scripture. And we, we, we talked about it in our time of communion last week. But I want, to, I want to open it up to you today. And there are three things, there are three ways, three different aspects of prayer that God approaches to prayer that God gives us in the book of Luke. You know, in Luke chapter, in Luke chapter 2, it's very interesting how the Bible, excuse me, Luke 11 and in verse 2, um, God says, when you pray, when you approach me, uh, I'm a father. And th that's interesting that, that he would do that because later on in Luke 11 and verse Five, he says he is a friend. God wants us to approach him as a friend. And then in Luke 18, God wants to see us as a judge. He wants to, us to see him as a judge. Now, I want us to look at those today. In fact, I want to look at this one. I want, I want you to think about this. That when you pray, how do you approach God? When you pray, how do you talk to God? What's in your heart? What's in your mind? Luke 11 and 5 says something very powerful about prayer and about how we talk to him. In fact, in Luke 11, it says this. Suppose one of you has a friend and the Lord Jesus is opening to us how, you, how, we, how we approach God. Some of you understand him and he is to be father. Others of you know that God is indeed our judge but today I'm going to talk to you about talking to God as your friend it's kind of amazing this this particular passage he says suppose one of you has a friend and he goes to him at midnight and says friend lend me three loaves of bread because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I don't have anything to set before him then the one inside answers this way don't bother me the door is already locked. My children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. 
verse 8 says, I tell you, though he will not get up and give him the bread because he's his friend, yet because of a man's, yet because of the man's boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. That's amazing. God is saying when we talk to him, he wants us to understand that he is our friend. In fact, I want to share a, a verse of scripture, Psalms 25 and 14. It says, the friendship of God is with those who fear him, and he makes his covenant known to them. The friendship of the Lord is with those that fear him, and he makes his covenant known to them. You know, if you read that in, in the... Um, New American Standard Version. It says, the secret of the Lord is for those who fear him, and he will make them know his covenant. And in the NIV, it says this, the Lord confides in those who fear him, and he makes his covenant known to them. It's an amazing passage because where it says the friendship of the Lord is with those, or when it says the secret of the Lord, or the Lord confides, that, that word there used is a word that really means intimate friendship. Intimate friendship. And what God really wants is us to understand that when we pray to him, here's how we relate to him. I wonder how many of you can say that God is your friend. In Exodus 33, it talks about Moses, and it, it, it says the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as a man would talk with his friend. In James chapter 2, verse 23, talking about Abraham, he says, Abraham is a friend of God. I'm wondering what is noted about you and your relationship with God in heaven. How would it be described? For many of us in the body of Christ, we, we may not have remembered that of all things that God is to us, he is your friend. And when you pray, you may want to remember that and you might want to think about that because when you pray to God, when you pray to God, it matters how you come to him. As God establishes this new norm of prayer with us, we might want to remember this story. When Jesus said, suppose one of you has a friend and he goes to him at midnight and says, friend, lend me three loaves. I need three loaves of bread. I got company. I didn't expect them, but they're in town. I don't have anything to set before them. And I need three loaves. It's late at night because a friend of mine is in, has come on this journey and I, I, I've got to be able, I don't have what I need. So in this, in this story, the Lord, the Lord shows that this person puts this friend in, 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 a, in an in position. The one inside answers, he says, hey, don't man, I'm asleep, don't bother me. My door is already locked and my children are, are with me in bed and I cannot get up and give you anything. And then the Bible says, I tell you, even though he doesn't want to get up and give him anything because he's his friend, yet because the man's boldness. In other words, this attitude that, this person came and said, man, get up. I, I, need you to, I need you to help me. He has that kind of relationship with him. He said he will, he will get up and he will give him as much as he needs. The Bible makes it clear that God's relationship with you and I is one of friendship. 
We were enemies to God according to the scripture because of our lifestyle, because we were separated from him, because we, we, our life really was against him. Our attitude, our actions did not please God. In fact, the, the Bible depicts us as enemies toward God. But the Lord makes it clear. He says, those who fear me, those who fear me, they, I will confide in him. They will be my friends. The secret of the Lord. You see, you tell your secrets to friends. The secret of the Lord is for those who fear him. When the Bible says those that fear him, it means those who understand who God is, what he has done for us, what price he paid for us, what he suffered for us because of his great love for us. When you understand what God has done for you, what he's provided for you, what he's changed in your life, how deeply he's forgiven you, how much he has removed from you our sins. And, then, and not only that, but he's brought us near. The Apostle Paul talks about we were strangers and aliens to, toward God. But when we believed God, he brought us near into the heart of his covenant, his agreement. And that's an amazing, that's an amazing thing that God has done for you and I. He brings us into friendship with himself. And he does it not by our own merit, not by what we have done, not by any good we have done, not by anything we have done, but because of what he has done for us. And when we pray, God wants you and I to know that he is, above all things, he is our friend. You might want to ask yourself, well, you know, if God is my friend, I I, how, how do I, how do I, how do I cultivate that? How do I increase that? How do, how do I become a better friend to God? Because when you are a friend with God, then the counsel of God, the intimacy with God will afford you everything you need. And this time, in this season, there's so much we need from God. Are you talking to him? You know, I'm discovering that believers don't talk to God because they don't see themselves as a friend of God. Let me say to you, my brother and my sister, there's some ways you can, you can strengthen your friendship with God. In fact, in John 15 and 14, Jesus says, you are my friends if you do what I command you. How do I become a better friend with God? Well, I have to do what he says. If I obey God, then God says, upon that obedience, you are my friend it is the, it's the Lord's desire that we are so close to him that there's nothing we desire or pray for that he would not answer. Psalm 66 and 18, it says, he that the Lord will not, if I find if there's iniquity in our heart, he will not hear me, David said. It is an issue of friendship in your heart. God knows what's in our heart. And so obedience to the word of God, even repentance from anything that we know that separates us is necessary if we want to be his friend. And we don't deserve his friendship, but the love of God reaches out to us. How can you be effective in your praying? Come to God like 
He is your friend. The first thing we got to do what he says. You know, if you're not obedient to God, then you don't believe in your heart. You're worthy to be his friend. When we believe God and when we are obedient to him, it frees us to be close to him. It allows us to talk to him about the things that we need without fear. Obedience, obedience to the Lord and to his command allows the faith of friendship to be a, a reality in your life and his. The second way that we can cultivate this friendship with God, we must believe that he has justified us alone apart from our works. But many believers don't pray because they don't believe God would ever hear them. And why don't they believe God would ever hear them? Because of what we've done. It's absolutely necessary that God, that God, that we would believe him so that he alone might be the justification for our life. In fact, because he is our friend, Jesus said, no greater love does a man have than this, that he would lay down his life for his friend. That is exactly what Jesus has done for us. Those of you that are watching us today, maybe you've never, never thought about it. But one reason why God draws you to himself is because, is because, not because of what you have done, but because of what he has done. Most of us need desperately to know that our sins have been forgiven. That before him we are justified. We are just as if we never sinned. How is it possible? Because all that we have done, when we repent and when we believe God, God takes it away and removes from us our record, cleanses our record, cleanses our life, and allows us to be intimate with him. When you pray, this new norm demands that you pray more. Why would you pray more? Because he is your friend. And because he's your friend, there's nothing he would not do. In this parable, he says, when the friend comes and asks him for bread, it's in, even though it, it, he's impositioning him, he says, because of the boldness, he said, he will get up and he will give it to him. And many of us are not bold before God as a friend because we need to believe him. We, we have not accepted that he's justified us. And that's exactly what he's done. Those of you who are hearing me today, if you feel like you're not justified, if you, if you are wrestling with how close you are, how far away you are from the Lord, all you have to do is open your heart. All you have to do is pray and ask him for forgiveness. Confess your need for him. Confess that only he, only he can pay for your sins. And that's exactly what he did. And when you ask him to forgive you of your sins, then he promises not only, not only to forgive you, but to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. From that moment on, you are his friend. Don't slap the, the, the don't slap the extended hand, the extended hands to you. 
His hands were extended for you. Don't turn away his friendship, but accept it. And then the third thing I want you to do as you cultivate prayer, as you spend more time with God, I want you, I want you to understand prayer is not just one way. It's two-way communication. It's not just sending up a flare because I need help. It is that, but it's much more than that. It's not only asking God, but it's hearing God. It's letting God talk to you. You say, well, I don't know how to do that. I want to tell you something. When you're in and when you're reading the Word of God, the Word of God, God will speak to you out of His Word. He will, he will, he will confirm His friendship with you. That's exactly what He did with Abraham. That's what He did with Moses. He confirmed His friendship with them. God will do the same thing for you. And today, in the midst of what we have faced, in the light of all that we need to accomplish as his church, prayer must become the center of your life. I want you to be bold like the person who came at midnight. I want you to be bold before God and understand that God is not impositioned when you come to him. You don't have to convince God. He knows where you are. You must believe God. And he says, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Come. Commune in the presence of God. God is waiting for you. He's waiting for your prayer. He wants to make this a new lifestyle for you. He will speak to you. He will not be silent. And he will answer. And Father, I'm praying for those who have not prayed and do not pray because they don't believe, they have not believed you would listen. But Lord, by your word today, May everyone, may they repent. May they open their heart. May they reach out to you. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for answering their prayer. I thank you for opening the door of prayer to them. And I praise you for it in the name, in the name of Jesus. And amen.